Hi, this is Wilson from Renew Church OC. Thanks for joining our podcast. After the pandemic, it's been easy to do Chipotle Church, where we get to choose how much church we want every week. Maybe I'll stay home this Sunday. I feel like opening my Bible today, but not tomorrow. I'll go to small group and not Sundays. Our City Monk series challenges this construct of church and pushes us to reorder our life around Jesus and the Sabbath. It's a call to live in contrast to a city that is busy and burnt out. Instead, we live unhurried lives, wrapping our daily and weekly schedule around being with Jesus. I hope you get a chance to check out our church on Sunday in Fullerton, California at 10 a.m. I hope you enjoy the series. So I'm a, a bit of a pinch hitter today for Pastor Wilson, who's uh, recovering. And, but this is a, a topic that I'm quite passionate about. And I actually uh, called him last Sunday and said, hey, you know, great, great, uh, great message just uh, today. And uh, we had some small group preparations for today. And then two days later, he said, oh, I've got COVID. Do you want to do it? <laughs> so... Here I am. Um, so I think we're good now. You see the title slide? Okay. Um, so we're, we're continuing on in our City Monks series, and today we're going to talk about work. You're like, what is Sunday? Why are we talking about work? I thought I left that behind. But I'm going to convince you or try to convince you that work is worship and very much uh, needs to be something that's coming from the podium as well. Uh, today will be a little bit, little bit different. The message will be short, uh, around 15, 18 minutes. And then we're going to break up into groups. Uh, I think there's about six groups uh, that we're breaking up into different uh, career uh, fields. And then you'll go into your career field groups. Some will orient you. I think I'm going to be in the healthcare group. Uh, we'll tell you where to go and so on. But uh, so this is kind of a quick uh, overview in terms of the theology of work. Uh, so let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we know that you created us for work, uh, and you created that before we were born, the work that you would have us uh, do. And so as a church, allow us to see work from a different lens, uh, to see work from your perspective uh, so that we may embrace it, that we may um, flow with it and, and thrive in it. Um, so we thank you for your presence and your spirit today. Uh, encourage us and challenge us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So uh, I wanted to start with this uh, real brief uh, video. It's about a two-minute video. And it really kind of encapsulates this whole uh, thing that we struggle with, uh, this thing called work. Okay. So our, our perspective of work, how we see work, or the story that we embrace about work really makes a huge difference in terms of our, our posture and our attitude, the decisions we make at work, the importance we put to work, and how we see work uh, relative to the, the, the other parts of our lives. So I'm going to um, put three kind of stories that I think if we polled everyone here, 
uh, our stories of work would fit into one of these three buckets. Uh, of, none of them are wrong or perfect, but I feel like uh, for, for myself too, this was kind of the stories that I was taught and followed and eventually uh, landed in the story three. Uh, so I'm gonna journey these stories together with you. So the first story goes like this. Work is a means to an end. Uh, work provides income to support myself and my family. Uh, and as I work and I make money, I can tithe and I can support uh, various uh, ministries financially. Uh, so in this uh, model of work or, or paradigm or worldview of work, uh, then uh, our motivations and goals at work is really no different than our other coworkers. Uh, we're we're going to do our best at work, do a good job, uh, but ultimately we're trying to get that promotion. We're trying to uh, climb up the pay scale. Uh, we're trying to get uh, better uh, positions and open uh, greater opportunities uh, to be able to get those bonuses, those incentives, uh, and hopefully a salary in increase, and eventually a great pension uh, uh, package and a retirement and so on. And so that's really no different than uh, the coworkers uh, who work beside us. Um, and the other thing about this kind of worldview and story about work is um, there's a very subtle but real hierarchy that we put towards occupations and it looks something like this. So up at the top are our missionaries, right? Like the Whitmores are up there because uh, they're, they're full-time, they're missionaries and they're like that's the ultimate uh, occupation that glorifies God. Um, and then very close to that is Pastor Wilson, Pastor Nina, Pastor Dave, so they're, they're, they're pastors. They're full-time pastors who, uh, who uh, start up churches, uh, do evangelism and discipleship, who preach from the pulpit. And so they are also the, at, at the pinnacle of the kind of work that God would have us do. Uh, then somewhere below that are the educators, our teachers, who impart uh, and teach our children and then somewhere below there are our healthcare workers, whether it's OT, PT, mental health, uh, pharmacy, medicine. The healthcare workers are uh, somewhere below there. And then it's kind of like everybody else is like at the bottom of the pyramid. Whatever else you do, uh, y you're, you're not in, the, in that top of the pyramid. Uh, and this is kind of what we've been subliminally taught uh, at church and so on. And so our role in that bottom rung of everybody else is to make money and funnel uh, the guys, the people up on top. Uh, so it's a very kind of focused um, way of thinking about uh, occupation and vocation and how we view work and, and income. Uh, but I would, I, I would like to challenge this. Uh, I don't think it's wrong, but I'd like to challenge that uh, really, we should think of the pyramid in reverse, uh, that it's the pastors and full-time workers that are supporting and encouraging us. Uh, it's not so much that they are on the front lines, uh, 
but we are on the front lines. And so I think it should be a flip uh, pyramid, but we'll talk about this more. But this is one uh, kind of story that I think I've, I've held on to many years and, and others have as well. The second story is a little bit different, but kind of similar, and that is, okay, work is my mission field, right? Because at work, uh, there's a bunch of non-believers, and my job is to penetrate that mission field and then um, uh, start up spiritual conversations, uh, share the gospel if the opportunity arises, invite my coworkers to come to church, to come to sports ministry, to come to fellowship, to come to small group. And so uh, work is kind of uh, fishing for uh, unchurched and kind of catching them, targeting them in some ways and bringing them into church. And so again, while that is not wrong, uh, that is still missing some elements of uh, our calling to the workplace. Um, so this has a lot of elements of number one, uh, but it, it's, it has the overlay of kind of targeting the unbelievers and kind of catch and capture them into, into church. The, the third story, which is kind of where I'm sitting, I think a lot of the church leadership are sitting, is that uh, it's, it's really the story of God's redemption and that work is part of God's plan of redemption. Uh, and we'll unpack that a little bit. And that we were actually created for work. Uh, work was not a punishment, but we were created, the original creation was for us to work. And that uh, we are called to our vocations uh, as much as pastors are called to the uh, pastoral ministry, missionaries are called to the mission field, First and foremost, we are called to God, but then we are also called to our vocations, and we'll unpack this a little bit as well. Now, I've only got a few minutes left, so I'll only go like a minute each point, uh, and hopefully we'll have opportunities to unpack this uh, in much more detail uh, in, later on in the, in the series. The next point about this story is that work actually matters to God. What you do your day in and day out at the office, whatever, it matters to God. And God matters to work. That if you actually brought God to work, it would make a difference. And we'll go into that a little bit. The next point of this story is that the Holy Spirit anoints and inspires us at work. And that may be a little bit new for some folks. And ultimately, work is worship. So in the remaining seven minutes, I'm going to try to give you some highlights of these points. So God's plan of redemption, we're all familiar, started out with creation, the original design, Adam and Eve in Eden, uh, perfect harmony, perfect uh, uh, environment, commune with God. Uh, there wasn't that need in the world. But let me ask you, think about it. In that garden setting, uh, did Adam and Eve need to work? Uh, or were they kind of lying in hammocks and get uh, fed grapes by the angels? Um, 
So I think there was work. Uh, the work may not have been toil and difficult, but there was work cultivating the garden, you know, the naming of the animals, to care for all of creation is work, right? And so that was, that was Adam and Eve in creation. But then came the fall, came rebellion, uh, sin entered into the world, separation of God and man, and everything went awry. Uh, then there's redemption. Jesus comes, uh, dies on the cross. Uh, he is the propitiation for our sin, and he ushers in the kingdom of God. So the original design now is coming back uh, through Jesus ushering the kingdom of God, uh, but it's not complete. And so this process of restoration, which is what this, the era that we're in now, is God's people, God's anointed, uh, restoring the kingdom of God and bringing completeness and fullness to the original uh, design and intent of God. Not perfect, not until the final day when there's a new heaven and a new earth, but we're here as agents of restoration. Uh, so very much renew. We're here to renew uh, the world to God's original intent. So that's God's plan of redemption, but let's take that plan of redemption and create a theology of work around this plan of redemption. And I don't need to do that because uh, Pastor Nina, Pastor Wilson, and, and the others, Zach, uh, did this. Uh, they cleverly packaged the theology of work into children's stories. Uh, so if you, if you looked at the series and, and, you, and you looked at the themes and the flow of each of the three books, uh, Call to be Healers with Jesus, Call to Seek Justice with Jesus, Call to be Creators with Jesus, it's exactly the redemption plan of God, right? It, all the stories start with creation, God's original design. You know, we, we would hang out with the bears and we would lasso tornadoes and we would, you know, uh, you know jump over, uh, over hills. And so the original design was, was perfect uh, and there was harmony and there was peace with God. And then the fall enters and with it comes evil and greed and disease and idols. And then redemption. At the cross, we are given a second chance, the new creation. We have victory over sin and over death. And then restoration. The kingdom of God is here. We're reclaiming territory for God, breaking strongholds. And we pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, work then is merely a gift from God to all of his people. It's God meeting all of our needs through one another. So if you think about this morning, uh, you got up, some of you had breakfast, some of you didn't, maybe you're intermittent fasting, but anyway, for those of you who had breakfast, I think about that gift, that provision at breakfast table, how did it get there? Well, somewhere there's a farm, and there are farmhands, and then there's uh, the pr pr production of, of that uh, food product, there's packaging, there's shipping, there's transport, there's uh, receiving, supermarket, packaging, pricing, inventory, sales, uh, everything that went through 
from the farm to your table, all of that is were in the hands of people. Uh, and so people are part of God's provision for all of us. Uh, think about the home that you live in and how that came to be. The, the city planners, the architect, uh, the engineers, and, and so on. Uh, and the actual builders, the construction workers. Uh, think about the car you drove in and, and all that that had to happen for you to be able to just get in your car and, and drive here to church. So all of that really is part of God's gift to us, uh, part of his redemption. And so that means that the occupations that, that we hold, all work is dignified work. All work is godly work. All work uh, has value and deserves respect. Uh, so in this verse in Colossians, it says, and whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So when we work, yes, we have a supervisor and a boss, but ultimately our work is for the Lord. We are called into the workplace and our, our CEO, our main boss, is the Lord. And having that in sight really helps us to gain perspective in terms of our place and our value at work. The other point that we touched on is that we were originally created for work. Now, all of us remember the Genesis 3 garden story where because of the fall uh, and rebellion, God curses the land and says to Adam, curse is the ground because of you and you will toil. You will now work as hard, right, because of the fall. Uh, but that doesn't negate the original intent for Adam and Eve to be co-creators with God, to look after and work the earth, uh, take care of the animals, take care of the environment. That was God's original intent for you and I. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for what? For good works. And that good works has been predestined, ordained ahead of time, even before you were born. God knew what job you would be doing, what kind of work you would be doing, and these were all good, uh, that, that you were created for these good works. So uh, Frederick Beckner, an uh, American writer, said this about our calling. Uh, he says that, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. The place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. And once you have that integration of your deep gladness, how you are wired, your empathy, your passion, your compassion, your skill set, your character, and that meets a need of the world, boy, then you are, you are in the right place. Um, and ultimately, that's what we encourage our children to, to do what, what gives you passion, do what you love to do. We say that, but I, I think there is a sense of, okay, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna look for that perfect, meaningful job that 
uses all of my, you know, skills and passions and so on and helps millions of people. Let me go and find that job. Well, folks, it's not out there, right? It's not on a, on a, on a, on a job listing and say, okay, sign me up for that job. It's really your job and what you're making of your job, right? It's really something that intrinsically, it's you bringing that passion and energy to that place and you find the need that the world needs and it's there that you begin to thrive and resonate uh, colliding and integrating how God wired you and prayerfully each day creating that synergy of your greatest joy and the world's greatest needs. We often think of being called to a priestly vocation, uh, but this verse in Revelations 1 says, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us two things, made us kings and made us priests to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So this sense that God made us, called us to be both kings and priests, priests to work in the temple, to connect us with God, to minister um, uh, in the sacred, so to speak, and kings to do the same thing, but to minister and to administrate in the secular, to, to run the world, to take care of it, to make things happen and, uh, and create that environment that, that, uh, uh, that is res resources the world. So we're called to be kings and we're called to be priests. Work matters to God and God matters to work. So work matters to God. All work is God's work. All work has God's dignity and all work is caring for his creation. 1 Corinthians 10.31, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And then God matters to work. We, when we go to work, when you and I go to work and step in, if we bring Jesus with us, what happens, right? The kingdom of God penetrates our workplace. And there, we integrate God's value, God's integrity, God's innovation, God's power, God's influence, God's favor. Can you imagine doing that, each of us going in, bringing the kingdom of God and all of that, uh, that, that it symbolizes and all of the impact? Uh, we could change the world literally uh, by bringing God to work. God matters to work. And we can uh, go through countless examples from your lives and mine about how that's been so transforming to bring God to work, irregardless of your, your work type. The Holy Spirit anoints and inspires our work. Uh, in this verse in Exodus, the Lord says to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship. To, the, to design artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting and carving wood, to work in every craft. 
this is not anointing for preaching, right? This is anointing for architecture, for engineering, for uh, 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 resource processing. Uh, this is anointing for the work. Uh, so I'm going to show you this uh, last video. I think it really encapsulates a lot of what we talked about. Uh, it's a testimony of someone who took all of these principles into a startup, uh, startup job. So our vision at Renew is that we would be in the business of equipping you and I to be city monks um, and that we would not be separated by the walls of the church, that we would walk with you into the workplace uh, to pray with you uh, in all that it entails in that work is your mini church, work is your uh, area of ministering uh, to the people that God has placed around you. And finally, this thought of work uh, is worship. In John 6, 27, it says, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to internal, internal life which the Son of God will give to you. And so the goal here, John is saying, the goal of work is, is not money, it's not title, it's not success. It's this eternal, intimate relationship with Jesus. He's inviting us to take Jesus with us to work. And that is the city monk. That our day starts in contemplation, in the presence of Jesus, and we take Jesus with us into the marketplace where he will redeem, well, he will transform at the cutting edge of God's kingdom and will go full circle as a city monk. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you've called us, each and every one of us, to yourself. You've made us, wired us, given us hearts of compassion that follows after you. And you've placed us in areas uh, throughout the work world uh, as uh, lights in dark places as kingdom bearers. Uh, so Lord, uh, be with each of any, every one of us, my brothers and sisters, that we would really see this, uh, this bigger story that we are part of the, your redemption story in our workplace, that we would embrace it, that we would thrive, uh, and that we would see great transformation as we look forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Wilson again. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If our sermons have been a blessing to you, I'd love for you to consider supporting our church and ministry. As we approach the end of the year, we're asking our church family to consider investing into a special fund that support our interns and seminarians. Renew has a vision of investing in pastors for the next generation through our internship program. And your financial partnership can help set up a young pastor or missionary to faithfully serve the Lord for the next 30 to 40 years. I often dream about what Irwin or Kevin will do for the kingdom of God through their 30s, 40s, and 60s. Our goal is to raise $50,000 over the season. Would you consider joining us? You can give through PayPal or Venmo or by sending a check. All the information is on the description section of the podcast, or you can visit our website, and your investment is tax deductible. 
Thank you so much for being a part of our church family. If you're ever in the Fullerton, California area, please drop by into our Sunday service. I'd love to meet you. God bless.